0: From studio day j and j it's the happy wrestling fan podcast and now here's your host of the happy wrestling fan podcast jeff Menalia. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Happy Wrestling Fan Podcast. My goodness, do we have a lot to talk about today. We got to play some catch-up. We got to play... um We just got to, it's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot to process. Uh, Coming off a wild week that was uh, a double or nothing week and weekend and post double or nothing, especially post double or nothing. Holy shit balls. But first, as always, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Jeff Manalia. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Happy Wrestling Fan Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Happy Fan Pod and listen as subscribe to us on the following platforms. Anchor, Breaker, Doodle Pod, Podcast, Radio Publish, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Today's main topic of discussion, we're talking all things double or nothing. Double or nothing results, double or nothing thoughts, double or nothing review, if you will. But so, so much more. And most of it being centered around AEW because, oh my God, there's a lot going on, ladies and gentlemen, holy tripe. So that being said, Let's kick things off right off the bat with some follow ups and news. And once again, my printer's acting up, so I have to uh, scroll down on my second screen here. Uh, here we go. Alright, so to start things off, let's talk about the bonus episodes. I'm so sorry. I'm not gonna lie. I I I I've there's no excuse how late the May episode should have been. Um, but it's finally up. <clears throat> It's a quick review. Um, First View Friday, number 12. Now, First View Friday, number 13 was also supposed to be up today. Or yesterday, rather. But um, I plans changed. And um, I, I wasn't able to watch it. Therefore... Number 13 will be up on June 10th, the second Friday of the month instead of the first. And then hopefully by next month, July, um, we'll be back on track with that. Hopefully. Not making promises, but hopefully. You know, like I said, this is one of the pay-per-views. This is one of the things where I really don't need – I feel like I really don't need to – wait until the last minute to do it. I should probably do it ahead of time if I was smart and just get him in the tan. I mean that makes the most sense to me. But um but we'll see. Uh, we'll see if I learn. <laughs> um but yeah first few Fridays up finally from that the the May edition. And like I said the June will be next month. And what am I watching am I watching this month I'm watching wCW's Great American Bash 1995 now this was the one where at this point I'm trying to start and get back in WCW um due to the fact that we went to uh WCW worldwide tapings spring break and uh, we started watching it to try to see ourselves so we were getting uh, more involved with the product during that summer and then of course Nitro came on and that's when we started watching religiously but um, yes I have not seen WCW American Bash 1995 so Um it should be fun. Watch. (laughs) I'll tell you what though, the WrestlePalooza 98 episode that just went up, that was a that was a fun that was a great show. Great show. Uh these past couple pay-per-views I've been watching, you know, lately with the WrestleManias and everything, they were just okay. But this this ECW pay-per-view was really, really good. So I liked it. Um, so that's bonus pod episode happenings. Oh, and yes, I did. Invent, I forgot if I mentioned this last episode or not or a couple episodes ago, but I did eventually go along with uh, to make up for the late first view. I did do a uh, watch-along Wednesday I watched. Um, I watched a super an episode of Superstars that happened May. I believe it was the May sixteenth edition of Superstars, um, where Papa Shando uh, put a tuss on Ultimate Warrior, and he tosses up the the black stuff and he vomits and like the exorcist and disgusting Um, (laughs) but uh, so that's up also for your listening pleasure and also viewing pleasure just remember the purpose of a large lawn is for you to actually watch the episode with me if you don't it's just really boring commentary of stuff you're not even watching and that's it makes no sense it may, it'll make better sense if you watched it. Yeah, you know how I Lawns Work. Anyway, um, I will say the last episode, episode 35, yes, there was only a few people that asked questions, but they asked a lot of questions to the point where I was able to have a pretty damn good all- q a the episode so the second ever all q a episode was success, was a success thanks to all who participated and asked questions so thanks to eric billy chris and landon you guys are awesome um i appreciate your questions and you definitely uh made it a better episode than the first one with uh the first one only being like a half hour the second one being a little over an hour so like i said the more questions the better the show so that's good that's what i wanted um so what's next well it's summertime which means summer series two so I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do for the summer. I do know, however, that there will be. I don't think I'm gonna have every week from now on coming up till the end of the summer. Um I don't think I'm gonna do a whole summer series episode every, every... what am I trying to say here? Every week, every episode from now, from next episode until whatever I end in. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. But um, if I don't do the summer series, we'll see. But also, I'm figuring out how to do. I made mention of it um, on the pod, was it a few weeks ago, I believe. Um, what to do for like a one-time only ultimate teen of the Ring event or tournament. What that is, is every single team of the Ring winner facing off against each other. There's been, there's been it's a perfect 16 bracket. It's a 16 man, it's a perfect 16 man bracket. There have been 16 winners. Not including and it's only including like the televised ones. So not including anything before 93. um, Basically. So Brett's in it, Owen's in it. Mabel's in it, Austin, et cetera, et cetera. And um, like I said, we should only do this sort of thing once, so we'll because there's only been 16. So we will I will see, I will iron out all the details in the coming weeks and we shall see. Either I'm going to have my brother and uh, Chris. On again for it, or or I was thinking, maybe, but because I don't think I can do a uh, poll on the Facebook page for some reason, only in groups, which is weird, but I was thinking about maybe doing like a voting thing to where actually, I could do that on Twitter. But a lot of you don't follow me on Twitter. You follow me on Facebook more. Shit. <laughs> I will. We'll see. We'll we'll see what happens. I don't know yet. I'm that I don't know how I don't even know if I'm gonna do it yet or not. If not next week, or if not next episode, it'll come uh on a later date episode speaking of a later episode i really want to do an episode on this if you follow the socials you might have noticed on the facebook page i did post on june 1st about the wild wrestling federation what is the Wild Wrestling Federation? Well, the Wild Wrestling Federation, my friends, is my brother and I's and my friend Chris's. Uh, it's not a, it wasn't really a backyard fed, really, because we didn't really wrestle in the, well, the the first event we ever did, we wrestled in the backyard. But it was more of a wait till the parents are gone and wrestle in the family room fed. So it was a family room fed. We wrestled in the family room. Um, and that was a thing. So, but anyway, the point, the purpose I'm talking, I mentioned it was, is because 25 years ago was its inception june 1st 1997 parents are having a garage sale my brother and i just wrestled for fun in the backyard um and that was considered to be the first ever uh what you would call the first ever super card for what was to be known as the wild wrestling federation our first quote-unquote pay-per-view wasn't until August, and that was the only pay per view. That's a lie. I was going to say that was the only pay per view that was out of state. Um, that is a lie because we did some in Florida at my grandparents' house uh, with Wild Rumble. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was like a Wild Rumble pay per view, but it was uh in Orlando, in Florida. Nevertheless. Um what else did we do? Oh yeah, so basically it, it was it was a lot of fun and while there will never the video footage of it we took with a title video cam by the way. While the video footage of it will never see the light of day. Um, because it it's it's both. While it's hilarious to watch, it's also some some cringeworthy stuff to watch as well. So, um, but I still want to talk about it. I still wanna. I still wanna just reminisce about it and talk. So I'm trying. I, I you know. I don't know if they're aware of it yet. If you're listening, if either one of you are listening. I doubt my brother is, but Chris, if you're listening, um, I really want to do a retrospective of the Wild Wrestling Federation uh, sometime this summer with you and Nick, because um, just 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 for shits and doodles. We kind of talked about it in our episode. Uh, when You know, m- my episode with Chris, that was, what, episode 10, I believe. We kind of Shed some light on it a, a little bit, not too much into it, but um, like I said, I w- I really want to do kind of like a deep dive, but it just just not really. I, it's it's it, it needs to be done. It needs to be done because it was a part of our history. It was a part of our life. It was a fun. I like to think it was a fun part of our life. Um. And, yeah, so that might be coming uh, TBD to be determined, but I don't know. All right. That being said, let's talk about my favorite segment within a segment, the wrestling that's made me happy recently segment. So when we last left off, uh. We were trying to figure out who the jokers would then be for the Owen Hart tournament. We found out the day before we left for our cruise, which by the way, forgot to mention, fantastic cruise the wife and I were on. Much deserved vacation, much needed break. We had a blast. The weather was great. The food was great. The service was great. Everything was great. The ship was great. And then a week later, the fucking, sa- the, the, one of the uh, tail funnels caught on fire. So thank goodness that that didn't happen on our cruise. But also thank goodness that everyone was safe from what I understand. Um, no one was injured. or Had to evacuate or nothing like that. They were dot already, the ship. So there was still a crazy story. Looked it up. Carnival Freedom gets caught on fire. <clears throat> um, but yeah, we were uh, totally satisfied with our cruise. Much needed break. Uh, much needed R and R, if you will. But anyway, back to the wrestling that made me happy recently. So, I'll tell you what. I wasn't too impressed with the Jokers. It just made it seem like, for sure, it made it seem too predictable, basically, of who will win. Because of the opponents, of who the opponents were. I mean, don't do me wrong. The opponents were pretty, are pretty phenomenal athletes. But, for example, Samoa Joe was Johnny Elite, AKA John Morrison. He's all elite now. And he wrestled Samoa Joe in a uh, Owen Hart tournament quarterfinal to determine the. was it quarterfinal, or semifinal? It was one of the two. Yeah, I always hit those midst up. Nevertheless, he fought uh, a Johnny Elite. It was a dread match. Samoa so Joe won of course, and then uh, attacked by Sanjay Dutt and um, Jay Lethal and that other big dude. I can't remember his name right now, but he's a giant of a man. Been a Man, Hayman Page versus uh, Tachesta or oh, Tachesta. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying that last time. My jasmine's going to kill me. The, the uh, hell of a match. Hell of a match between the two. CM Punk was on commentary for that. And um, the previous week when CM Punk fought John Silver, he did the butt shot lariat. Well, he called it the punch shot lariat. Did I just say lariat? Yes, I did. That's a badge. lariat. <laughs> but um, this week, or that particular week, Hayman did the G- uh, door to sleep on uh Tatesta. So, why the fuck? I have to be saying it right. I'm pretty sure I'm saying it right. I I hope I am. But, um, still an impressive showing from, uh, it's not Tatashita. I know that. Um, I'm pretty sure it's, uh, you pronounced Tatjesh. Uh, Tatjesh, for some reason. I don't know why. But um, that's not the last you will be seeing of him later in these results in these wrestling that made me happy. No, no. Uh, Ray Phoenix versus Tyler Riley was good. Britt Baker versus the women's joker, which is Mati While well, it was great to see her again... I knew she didn't stand a chance then to put bait her. And then you had Adam Cole versus Jeff Hardy in another great match, but thanks to some outside interference. Adam Cole, baby, uh, takes the W. Also, MJF lashing Wardlow. Wardlow has no effect. And so he hits them in the nuts. But uh, the uh, I'm bringing that up because the steel cage match with Wardlow and Spears. And MJF is the referee. And by the way, MJF is, as you know, as you may know, if you don't know, you will by the end of the show. We're going to talk about him a lot in the Q&A. And in, I guess, part of the results, we can talk about him when we're doing the results. But he's, uh, he's quite the topic of uh, conversation lately. Let's just put it that way. In the uh, AAW, so we shall see what. Uh, that leads to but anyway uh, MJF special we, he's attacking Wardlow Wardlow can't attack him though because if he does the match is off at, at double or nothing and then uh, Spears went to hit Wardlow with the chair Wardlow ducks and then he gets he nails fucking MJF with it so MJF is knocked out and uh, Powerbomb Symphony to Spears. And Bryce Rensburg comes out, another ref comes out and makes the cover. And he wins. Does uh, Wardlow? Then he tries to do his hands on MDF after the match. But oh, security stops him. And fucking <laughs> this one dude, I believe his uh, name was Leo Sparrow because he's. Uh, one of the, uh, Brian Myers' uh, creative pro students. This one motherfucker, gets hurled the powerbomb to the side of the cage, and he goes down in the depths of between the cage and the ring apron. Like he, you don't see, like <laughs> he don't see him. Like he just, he's he just eaten up by the ring apron in the cage. It was nuts. It was wild. Uh, my God. It was wild, the poor bastard. Um, but uh, so that was a fun match. The Bono tad team title match between I just lost my place between FTR and Rapundi vice was another great one. Speaking of uh, speaking of which. Uh, United Empire comes down and uh, causes a disqualification double the disqualification for that match as they attack both FTR and Device. Vice uh, that's Jeff Cobb and Greater Khan by the way part of the United Empire with Will Asprey and um, there's another member and I can't remember who fought. Oh, it's going to come to me later it's on to be later. But anyway. Um, so that was a great match. And then a triple threat match between Jundle Boy, Swerve Strickland, and Richie Starks that was made the week prior uh, because they're going to the three teams are going to face off at double or nothing for the TAD titles. But as a preview for that match, it was this match. And my God, that was a high-flying action-path match, um I believe. If I'm not mistaken. Jungle Boy did get the win. Didn't he? I'm pretty sure he did. Pretty sure he did. And then anyways uh toward a final match brit baker versus uh nitty nitty tony storm although there's a nitty storm i think too tony storm uh hell of a match but to no surprise brit baker won and then simo joe be tyler Riley. So now Samoa Joe faces Adam Cole. I think that's what it was. So the Samoa Joe versus Johnny Elite was a semifinal. And or vice I really don't know how that works. I don't it in. But anyway, nevertheless, that's how they got Samoa Joe and um Adam Cole, baby, in the Owen Hart tournament final at Double or Nothing, which we will talk about later. Um, and then on the other side of the coin, you had Ruby Soho, my girl, beat Chris Statlander, also my girl, but uh, she lost. I mean, Ruby beat Statlander. Probably didn't like that too much. Um, but she got to face Ru- um Baker at Double or Nothing for the Owen Hart Tournament Women's Final. And speaking of Double or Nothing, a bunch of those matches I loved. I will talk about that, though, during the recap. Uh more than that, I'm catching up with DPW Fire matches. I have not seen yesterday's show, but I just watched the past two weeks that I've missed, featuring a five-way scramble. Andrew Everett, um, why the... B.K. Westbrook, I was drawing a blank on his name, BK Westbrook, Donnie Ray, Loto, and Yoya was when a five-way fuck fuckery match. Uh, it was just a scramble. What a match that was! Um, and then you had once again Adam Brooks versus uh, Tatyssa in the main event of the that from two weeks ago and uh touched I won that i'll try i don't want to do <laughs> i'm sorry it was a hell of a match i don't want to do spoilers but i just did i apologize but um when it comes to dpw stuff is i want you to actually look for yourself check it out yourself on youtube it's free people free um I believe the guy's name was A.C. Price or was it A.J. Price? Ah, uh, fuck. I think it was A.C. A.C. Price was Mason Miles was another excellent match. Calvin Tankman versus J Malachi. Oh my god. <laughs> Talk about Beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> that match was nuts. You definitely ought to check that out. As well as uh, the reality was the Chaos Project for the Tad titles, um, as the reality defended the titles against the Chaos Project of, of uh, Zapento and Luther. Um, another. DPW event, On Demand event is coming up on today actually, but it will be On Demand next week. It's uh, DPW No Pressure. So that's all. And that's all for follow-ups and news and wrestling notes. made me happy recently. Up next, Over the Top. Over the top is the segment where you, the listener, send me, the host, a category, and a number of said category, and I go over the top list of whatever category you give me. For example, you give me top five finishers, I'll list off my top five finishers. about five seconds left uh to finish that segment before i went into before i had to do a new segment for that so i didn't want to do that so i just ended it right away um all right over the top this week brought to you by courtesy of friend of the show friend in real life chris susan And he goes, in honor of uh, Hell in a Cell coming up, my top five favorite Hell in a Cell matches of all time. Guys, this was difficult. Not gonna lie. So many great Hell in a Cell matches. So little number to do. And yes, I probably could have did it at like 10 or whatever. But five is fine too. But my God. And as always, nothing's ever set in stone. This is just for fun. My list now will probably be a different list if you ask me again in the future. It all depends, but here's the five I came up with that I truly believe were incredible Hell in a Cell matches. Number one might surprise you, but it won't surprise you at the same time. More on that in a second. Number five: the Usos versus the New Day from Hell in a Cell 17, 2017. That match, holy shit, that was one of the, well, no, it wasn't the first. I think it was the first time the TAD titles were on the line in a Hell in a Cell match, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think that's what it was. But, my God, what a match what a match and what a feud that the usos and the new day were in back in the day with that stuff and uh definitely worthy of this list i thought in my opinion because it was so great number four the six way hell in a cell match from armageddon 2000 that was uh turd angel Undertaker, The Rock, Austin, and Ritishi. Uh That's when Ritishi did the fall from the cell to a, a bed of hay on the back of a truck. On the back, yeah. Yeah, it was a wild, wild, wild match angle I believe he won. Did he win it or did he retain it? Can't remember. Shit. Either way, he ended up with the title at the end of the night uh, of that match. So, another great match. So, here, here's where it gets interesting now. Number three. HBK vs. Undertaker In Your House Bad Blood 1997 The original The first ever Hell in a Cell Is my third Favorite Hell in a Cell Why? Because it is (laughs) Uh, Also because Outranking it At number two is HBK versus HHH, Triple H at Bad Blood 04 in one of the longest, no, actually, yeah, the longest Hell in a Cell matches of all time. That was an incredible match, regardless of who came out on top, which was Triple H, but still a hell of a match. I bet you so here's why it's a surprise because I bet you thought a Shawn Michaels match was gonna be number one but it's not instead guys come on what else would it be my number one favorite Hell in a Cell match. Undertaker versus Mankind. From Teen of the Ring, 98. And I'm chuckling because of my notes. I put Teen of the Four. I put Teote, Teote, Teote Four instead of R. I don't know how I did that. Oh, I see how I did that. The R is right under the four. Let me uh let me change that wheeled width. Um But guys, I mean how how historic. You think of Hell in the Cell matches, that's gotta be the most iconic one. Uh, he threw mankind off the cell. And then he threw them through the cell. That wasn't planned. But my God. Insane. 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 So there you have it. Top five Hell in a Cell matches of all time, in my opinion. And Will I watch Hell in a Cell this weekend? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I told I I have not watched Backlash yet. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing with WWE right now. I think I'm grounding myself from it. <laughs> if you will. Um i just i just don't know but nevertheless up next let's talk about double or nothing guys oh yes let's talk double or nothing all right double or nothing now if you recall last year's double or nothing we went to the fan fest that was fun last year's double or nothing was the first double or nothing with fans again and it it was pretty damn good this one a lot of matches a lot of matches Kind of long. But if you think about it, uh, I miss the long matches. Or the lot of matches pay-for-use, you know? I mean, WWE used to do that back in the day. So, although they kept it under four hours, at least minimum. Whereas, you know, this was like, well, if you think about it, no, actually it was almost one o'clock. Shit. Yeah. And, it, and the fact that it was on an East Coast didn't help because yeah, it was about eight to one. So that was like eight. That was like four or five hours. That was almost five hours. Was it at the five out? Damn, it was it was a lot. So it was it was it was long, but it was worth it. Um if only I didn't have a morning shift the next day, I would have been fine with it, but I did, unfortunately. But anyway, um, still a good show overall, I think. Right off the bat, the buy-in, Huchhausen, uh defeats the team of Smart March Sterling and Tony knees And I gotta say, Smart March and Tony Nese's dear was ridiculous. It was like the silver and gold. Uh Mark was in this bodysuit. I thought Mart would have been, oh, he's a wrestler now. He would have been in his normal deer, but no, he was in this, you know, ridiculous silver uh bodysuit with uh gold tights <laughs> and uh Tony knees matched. So not with the bodysuit though, but he just with the, just the tights and the vest, the jacket that he had. But um, nevertheless, Hook and Danhausen were the favorites in this one, and yeah, they went over. Hook suplexed Mark. He suplexed knees. Uh, he suplexed smart almost on his head. But in the end, Danhausen asked to, to get the, you know to be tagged in so he didn't get the pin. And he just stepped on March's chest after the match and he had the one, two, three. Just Mark was not out. So Huthausen gets the win uh in the buy-in all right so prior to this match from even happening there was speculation that this match wasn't gonna happen and mjf walked out and he took the plane home or somewhere he took a plane out of aegis that wasn't the case he didn't take the plan. he didn't take the thing uh he didn't take the plan out of Aegis and um he stayed but uh opening bout sources say he after the match he just left I don't know what's going on with MJF. I, I really don't, but I don't want to get into it too much as we're going to talk about him again in the Q&A, but um, it was a squash match, as you would expect. The, the, the purpose of the match was if Wardlow wins, he's free of MJF's contract and can sign an All Elite Contract, so he's now an all the wrestler, even though he was 10th, you know. But um he did about maybe 10 power bombs on him, I think. And that was that. Um, funny thing was though, after the match, MGF not stretched it out, but the guy instead of putting a face mask over his like nose and mouth. He put it over his fucking nose and eyes. It was pretty funny. Uh, the next match that came out was um the Hardys and Young Butts. Oh, my God. I can't believe I forgot to mention uh, in follow-up Hardees, excuse me, Young Bucks dressed up as the Hardees on the Rampage the night before. Well, it wasn't the night before, I'm sorry. It was two it was the rampage before double or nothing. So two nights before. And uh they they the butts dressed up as the Hardys, and they came out with Dane Grill which was pretty dual cool. and it was like a, a tribute to the new brood. But um, they then turned on Dane which brought the Hardys out for the, to make the save, and then the Hardys were con- reunited with Dane So it was quite interesting to see uh Grill in an A.W. Uh, ring For a short period of time. But. This match. Highly anticipated match. Unfortunately. Earlier in the match. I guess Jeff injured himself. And then not only that. He got knocked out apparently. So he seemed off the entire match. And post match. I was. We were kind of. I was kind of worried about him. Uh, as were a lot of people. They were thinking, "Well, what's wrong with Jeff? What's wrong with Jeff? He seemed off." Turns out that's why. Does he did not the fuck out, and he has no recollection of the match whatsoever. So uh, I'm I'm assuming there's gonna be a rematch. And um, the Hardy still went over though. So that was good. Um, they won with the uh, Twist of Fate, Senton or Swanton Trambo, I believe. After two of them, actually, I think it was. Um. So that was a great match. House of Black. No, excuse me. I stit the match. TBS title match. Jade Targill defeated Anna J. Not gonna lie. No surprise there. But what was a surprise was after the match, not only did uh, Stokely Hathaway came out to represent um, Jade, As her, apparently, publicist. But. Athena came out. The former Ember Moon. And she confronted Jade and the baddies and all them. And uh, so she is All Elite now. So that's pretty cool to see her in All Elite Wrestling. So then was the House of Black and they defeated the Death Triangle thanks to their newest member. It looked as though Pac was going to do the black arrow and have the thing won, but then the lights go out! And when they came back on, who's standing right in front of Pot when he's on the, top, on the top rope? None other than Julia Hart, and she spits the black mist in the face of Pot, causing him to be blinded and causing him to lose the match. Um, ended pinned by, I want to say, Brody pin made the pin fall, if I'm not mistaken. I want to say that. Matter. I can't 100% remember and I don't feel like I'm letting it up to the mind unwell here alright so now this next thing again kind of predictable only because of the deer Adam Cole was in, like, Pink Deer as an Owen tribute. Britt Baker was in Owen tribute year. Um So, and I say that because these were bat to back matches. That's why I mentioned. But first up, Adam Cole defeats Samoa Joe. Hell of a match. But in the end, he defeated him. trying to think if someone interfered i think so yeah bobby fish i think came down and interfered given uh tall enough time to win did i think i'm pretty sure that's what happened but then Would better be Ruby Soho, and by the way, Ruby Soho came out to a live performance from Rancid themselves, singing their hits on, Destination Unknown, Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho. <laughs> but... That didn't matter as Ruby lost and Britt won. So now the power couple, if you will, of Adam Cole and Britt Baker dubbed the new Tina and Tina Hearts, if you think about it. Got these uh, each individual titles for their respective tournament wins. And they did to share the Owen Cup. Martha Hart presented it to him. Samoni um, was respectful, respectable, and crowd was chanting, "Thank you, Martha, for just having, having done this." And and to be honest with you. I thank her as well, because I mean, this is just awesome that Owen Hart is relevant again, thanks to AEW. And this is going to be a yearly tournament. So, to have the inaugural tournament winners be Adam Cole and Britt Baker, and for them to be a couple, and that that's just been, made it so much more special. But I'm going to be straight up Honest with you, I really wish that's won the whole thing. Being the being the Hart Family fan that he is, you know. I really wanted him to do that. But he didn't, unfortunately. Uh up next, (laughs) one of my favorites, man of the year. And Paige Zant defeated. Frankie Gazzari and Sammy Gravara and Ty Conti. You know, I'll put it this way. I lost respect for Gravara when he made the comment about Sasha Banks. Ever since then, it was like, yeah, he's a great athlete, but as a person, I just can't stand, I can't, I can't, I can't with him. And I and they're shoving it down our throats again with the, they were making out during the match. They're just so arrogant. I just, oh, it just gets to me so much. So much. Which is funny because if like, let's say people like Matt Cardona or Chelsea Green did it, I wouldn't be as offended. But there's something about these two that I just don't like I'm sorry. I I can't. I mean, I, I I but enough about that. They're not their asses beat. That's all that matters. Men of the year and page had defeated him. And I was happy. Um Kyle O'Reilly defeated Darby Allen in a one of like the last minute added match. And I'll tell you what. Hell of a match. Hell of a match. uh, Between the two. Uh, Tyler Riley getting the win. In the end. But. um, Another hell of a match. Thunder Rosa. uh, Defeated. uh, Serena Deeb. And another great title defense match. And I'll tell you what, Thunder Rosa better get more TV time because her title reign so far is eh, kind of lackluster. So hopefully she gets more time coming up in the uh, the weeks to come because she deserves it. But great match with Serena Deeb, though. Great match. And then, (laughs) oh my God, the Jericho Appreciation Society against Eddie Kingston, Proud and Powerful, and the Blackpool Combat Club. What a freaking anarchy in the arena. Anarchy! in the arena and that's exactly what it was as justin roberts stated jokingly in the beginning of the match shit's about to hit the fan and boy did it ever it was pure chaos pure anarchy if you will pun intended from uh matt Menard getting bloodied to uh with a fork From uh, either Chinston, I think. Oh, no. Chinston did that, or Moxley did that. One of the two. And then didn't mustard on him. And then uh, the uh, Pound powerful drawn through the tables onto Menard and uh, Angelo Parker. Uh, And then. Just it was pure chaos, pure chaos. Somehow, though, in the end, um, Jericho Appreciation Society and Jericho uh, and I believe I want to say what was it? Hater it was either Hater or Danny Garcia. They choked out uh, Daniel Bryan with the ring ropes from the uh, the unhinged turnbuckle and they choked him out for the for the for the he he didn't tap but he passed out and that's how territory appreciates society came out on top they had uh the wild thing music playing they all came out to the crowd it was a big brawl from the get-go uh Gerico destroyed the soundboard quote-unquote to stop the song after like three or four times playthroughs uh, it was moshley's theme it was wild thing so so then uh but it, it was definitely uh chaos and i loved every second of it and then finally man This match, great match. Mixed feelings towards it, though. Definitely still glad of the outcome, but at the same time, I would have liked to have seen this reign last a little longer. CM Punt defeated... Hey, man, Adam Page. Um, To win the championship. That's all fine and dandy. We even found out who his forbidden door opponent was going to be. But guys, I'll talk about it more in the Q&A. But as of this, as of what just happened on Rampage last night, shit hit the fan. Shit. uh, Real shit hit the fan. Uh, And it's kind of confusing. But more on that later. So overall. Ah. A great pay per view. It was, like I said, it was long, but it was worth it. And every match seemed to hold, a, hold their own. There, there wasn't really. Okay, maybe the Jade and Anna J match was like, was eh. You know, it was, it was, it was hit or miss. But all the other matches, I think, were great. I wanna say my favorite one was uh that NRT in the art in the arena. And of course the Tyler match. Um Tyler match was great too. Owen Hart tournament matches were great. Darby versus Tyler Riley was great. Hardys and Bucks could have been better, I think, had Jeff known where the fuck he was. He <laughs> didn't get the knot the fuck out, but um, overall, it was a it was a decent pay per view. I think. Uh, I'm not gonna lie though. I think I liked last year's a little bit better though. But this year's was still good too. Like I said, it held it held it held its own. So. Up next, closing out the show with a three-count Q&A. And I got to say, I think we're keeping it under two hours here, which is good. So we'll see. But uh, I don't know. We're making good time for this episode. All right, up next, closing out with the Q&A. Three Count Q&A is a segment where I answer three different questions from three different listeners, or sometimes, three different questions from the same listener. It all depends on who sends in the questions. All right, guys, these questions is... Are rather pretty pretty big this week in this week's episode. Cause we gotta talk about stuff. Question number one comes from Eric Reznor. He says, Who do you think Punt will defend the championship against first? Now, mind you, this was before this was after Double or Nothing, but before. Rampage when he sent this question in. And I still picked it even after watching Rampage because I had to discuss it. As we saw this past week on Dynamite Punt wanted to know who his forbidden door opponent was. Out comes You know what? I wanted to do, do a fancy booking but I didn't. Of uh Forbidden Door, but that's okay. Out comes. Who comes out? Shit. Oh! Tanahashi! How Tanahashi? So we were done get Tanahashi versus CM Punk apparently, for the AEW title. But you know what? If you listen to the Q&A episode, Chris asked a question in that episode. Um, Do I think the title should be on the line for Double or Nothing, excuse me, for Forbidden Door? So now to me, here's the thing. Had this match been still happening, I feel as if, no, the title shouldn't have been on the line. Because then the predicted match outcome is it's too predictable. Like, no offense to Tanahashi Hashi, with all due respect, but he's not going to win the title against, against Punk, you know? Punk's going to win, right? You would have thought. But now we won't think. Because, unfortunately, Ponce injured. And now here's what is confusing. Mitch reports from the inter- interwebs. I don't know who to believe. I just will have to find out officially on Wednesday. But he was done with relinquish in the title. But Tony said no. So he's keeping the title. He's there's gonna be an interim champion. There's a lot of interim champions in this company. There's gonna be an interim champion crowned. What I don't know is, if okay. There's gonna be a battle royal on Wednesday to determine whether the winner will face John Moxley. From what my understanding is, he's fighting him at Forbidden Door. The winner. So, and the winner of that match will become the new interim AEW champion. What about Tanahashi? So now my theory is, what if Tanahashi enters the Battle Royal and wins on Wednesday? Then we'll get finally get the March versus Tanahashi match. that March is has time and tease in the past few months if you haven't been listening to his promos um long-term storytelling folks long-term storytelling so that's we shall see but the 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 fact of the matter is it sucks because punk is gonna have a hell of a run he can still have that run when he returns as the champion, but there's going to be an interim, you know, he's obviously fighting the, I don't know. They have too many interim championship matches in this match, in this company, in my opinion, I think. But um, hopefully Punt gets better. I don't know. They didn't, He. I don't think he mentioned what's, I think it's his, I think it's his foot. I think it has something to do with his foot. But he didn't mention what he injured exactly. I don't think. Um, But a lot of people assumed it was the leg or the foot because he was limping uh, on Dynamite after his match against uh, it was him and FTR against the Dunn Club and tester but uh, we shall see what happens with that situation and then here we go this is it chris de asked is the mg mjf thing a work or a shoot and do you think he deserves a pay raise now and new contracts or should he just shut up and honor his contract so let's discuss the MJF situation so in its entirety in full what I can disclose what I what I can disclose I, act like I actually know fucking shit I know nothing but what I do know is he no showed the Fan Fest appearance for some weird reason and people would think, oh, well, he it's a work. This is just MJF. It's what he does. Then there was speculation that he was leaving a plane. He was leaving on a plane that night. And there was speculation of whether or not the match with Waterloo would happen or not. So then it obviously did. So he didn't he didn't board the plane. He wrestled the match, the opening match. Lost to Waterloo. Wednesday's Dynamite, he had stuff to say. And my God. Probably the greatest blowout pipe bomb promo I've ever heard. Next to CM Punk, of course. But the fa- but but after he called Tony a fucking mark, he actually said fucking. But they ed- they bleeped it out on, uh, TBS. But I believe on Fight TV they 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 unedited it. It was it was live, and he told him a fucking mark. And then his mic cut off. So the question is, is it a work or a shoot? I honestly I don't know because now when they came back, the commentators made no reference of what just happened. Instead, they went back and talked about Tanahashi facing punt for the at Forbidden Door. MJF's merchandise has been taken off the website and MJF's profile has been taken off the roster page. I don't know what to believe. Because MJF wanted Tony to fire him, basically. But, I don't know. Is this a work or a shoot? I really don't know. And as far as the pay raise thing goes, I really don't have any opinion on who gets what kind of money or what who does. Do I think he deserves? I, I honestly do. I mean, I, th- I think he does deserve a good pay raise, if you will. But I don't know what he's making now. But like, if it's nothing compared to what, you know, the WWE guys are making. The accident, who he does, I'm um, I can understand his frustration, you know. But, um, but now with this whole thing, like, why, why would it, why would it have, why have it and then. After it's over, just pretend it didn't exist. That's 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 the question, that's the weird thing, you know. Like, why do that pretend like it doesn't exist? So, I'm thinking it is a work, but a little bit of it might be a shoot. It's a work, shoot. I don't know. I really don't know what to think about that. But it's a, uh, it's intriguing. That's for sure. Very intriguing. And I can't wait to see the weeks to come. What'll come out of this. So. And the last question. Um, where does Hain go from here after losing the AEW title? Well, he should be he could be in that battle Royal Wednesday. We shall see. I don't know. He should be interim champion. We don't know. What I also do know is there's been rumors speculating the fact that the other match that was penciled in for Forbidden Door, which is not an officially announced yet, but it was it's rumored he might face Okada for the uh, IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Which again is another of those scenarios where a might lose because it's you know it's, what the hell did I say? What was I doing with this? Oh, it's Ocada. And he's the IWGP champion. I don't see him winning. I don't see Page winning the IWGP heavyweight title, all do we expect. You know? So that's why I wish the titles weren't up for drabs. Because then if Page does win, this one, I think it will be... Less predictable if the the title wasn't on the line. The first one I know, I I have a feeling that that punt would have won no matter what. But you never know. I don't know. We'll just have to see what happens. And then after Forbidden Door, though, I would imagine you know when punt came back, if. Pain Man had the clothes on the. What? I don't know what I'm saying right now. It's late. (laughs) I need some sleep. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it. Another episode in the books. What will episode 37 be? We shall see. I do not know yet. But I do know when it's coming. It's coming. June. Hold on. It's coming to me. Fuck. I don't the calendar. Hold on. One second. June. 18th episode 37 <sighs> coming June 18th until then on June 10th don't forget June's first few Friday episode will be posted and then from there who knows although I do know episode 38 will definitely be about the Forbidden Door. Uh, so, folks, thanks for joining us for another big episode here on the Happy Wrestling Fan Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe and all that good stuff. I remember to always keep spreading the happiness. And uh, until next time, I'm Jeff Finalia and John Oliva. Take us out. Fans, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at HappyFanPod. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash the Happy Wrestling Fan Podcast. And be sure to subscribe and listen to us on various platforms that can all be found on the Anchor app. Until next time, I'm Jeff Manalia. John Oliva, check us out! i oh